You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the Business Marketplace Podcast, Episode 6. Welcome to another episode of the Business Marketplace podcast where you'll hear inspiring interviews from members with topics that'll equip and empower you to grow a prosperous business. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, are you looking for a full funnel of prospective clients and maybe more calls from your website? Or perhaps you're looking for more engagement with clients and customers through social media and broader reach than just word of mouth, or perhaps even visibility so that you can be seen as an authority in your industry. Now, you've probably heard that you need SEO, and while you know that it works and the credibility is there, you wonder, is it really going to work for me and my business? And how much work is involved? And you're worried that it's going to be way too confusing for you. Well, if that sounds like you, you are in luck, because joining me on today show is David Ritchie. David is a longtime wannabe entrepreneur who took the plunge at an advanced age. He's loving the people and the process and the challenge of working for himself. He comes to the table with a vast knowledge of IT and the people skills honed over decades of face-to-face training, coupled with a passion for improving the lives of the business owner by providing the best value he can. He augments it by demystifying the SEO process. His simple way of explaining complex complex subjects gives the listener the knowledge and the certainty that they can participate fully in their very own SEO journey. Now on today's show, David is specifically going to share demystifying and taking the confusion out of SEO. Why SEO is not a short-term fix, but rather is a long-term marketing and investment strategy. And when you do it well, you can generate incredible results for your business. He's also going to share uh, some SEO tips that really will help you on your way to becoming number one on Google, which I know is something we all want, and so much more. So let's welcome David to the show. Welcome, David. Hi, Anne-Marie. How are you going? Good. As I mentioned in the introduction, my goodness, SEO is certainly, um, <laughs> you know, very confusing. There's so many different things. Google seems to be changing a lot of his algorithm and so forth. But let's address the elephant in the room right from the beginning when it does come to SEO. We've all been bombarded on a daily basis. I, I think I have to go through my email and to delete, delete, delete when SEO companies, they spam us with these price-driven offerings. It's gotten to the stage where we really are as business owners, we're overwhelmed, we're confused, especially with those changes with SEO. How can we tell the difference between a reputable SEO company and one that we should ignore and, and delete from our inbox? Well, that is a very good question, Anne-Marie, and probably it's topmost question in my mind too because I also get those spam emails mm. and I'm, all, I'm always, well, I have to chuckle to myself when I look at them because I think, yep, you guys are playing a formula. And from their perspective, it works because they broadcast it out to thousands at a time and you know, get that half to 1% that respond. So, yeah, how do you uh, tell a good company from a bad company? Well, I guess at the end of the day, it's do they understand what you're talking about is number one. And price is definitely not the thing to go on. If you're looking for an SEO company, then don't make these mistakes. Don't look on Google, okay? Mm-hmm. Because if they're a good SEO company, they're just literally too busy to keep their website optimized, I guess, enough to be ranking number one. If you haven't got the, com- the, the business, then that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna yes. do as many things as you can to get your business up there. So when you look at Google and say, okay, who's the best SEO in 
well, I have to use Canberra, of course, because that's where I am, uh, then you're going to get the short list. But are they the best? Well, possibly not. So uh, <laughs> that's one thing to sort of avoid is use Google purely as a, a source of, yeah, these are the best people. And along those lines as well, when you see those lists of top SEOs, you know, top SEOs in your area, then again, that list could well be a doctored list in the sense that, you know, people pay for placement. Mm -hmm. If you want to be number three, it costs you this much. If you want to be number two, it costs you that much. So I wouldn't trust those lists either. I mean, they are good to maybe find names from and they do your own research, your own uh, due diligence. But yeah, blindly looking at those and going, yep, they're number one on the list. They must be good. That's probably a mistake as well. And another mistake that people, uh, well, not so much make, but SEO is not really a complicated subject. It's complex. There's a lot of moving parts. So there's no such thing as a secret source. Mm -hmm. People say, look, you know, try, you can use us because we have this special way of making things happen. Well, I'd probably turn the other way and direction and go, you know what? <laughs> thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. So there, there's some basic things. Yeah. So if you are looking for a good SEO company, uh, things like, you know, people that you know, friends, contacts, people that, have used an SEO person and have got some results, that they're the sort of things I'd be looking for. And maybe somebody who's in a similar but non-competitive industry who they used. Yeah, great, great advice yeah. because, as you know, there are certain things that um, some of these companies can do, can implement, yet mm. it's considered by Google to be completely against their policies and so forth, and then you can find yourself just kind of either banned or not showing up at, at all. So, we, you know, re recommendations certainly is a great, great way to, to find out those reputable uh, business owners or businesses offering the service. Yes, now, indeed. similarly, we can find ourselves in hot water if we try and do it ourselves. There's a lot of information on Google, as we know, uh, and we can find out a lot of different things. But, you know, D DIY business owners, when they're trying mm. to implement SEO strategies on their own, however, however, one tactic, even just a minor one, can really result in our websites disappearing from the results completely. What are you seeing are some of the most common mistakes businesses are making when they try and do it themselves and then end up not appearing anywhere or very, very low scoring. Yeah, and this goes back a long way because in the very beginning when Google, well, 20 years ago now when Google sort of started coming up, uh, web searching was a very much hit and miss process. Mm -hmm. There were there were lists, there was things like Alta Vista, there was, uh, my gosh, these are names I can't half remember because they're so old. <laughs> but uh, there, there was no way of saying, hey, I want a good list of results. So when Google came along with this idea of, uh, I guess, voting, uh, that is, if people vote you up, you must be okay, and voting implied that other people connected to you. So if you had a, a good set of backlinks, which meant that other businesses linked to your business saying, hey, you know, Anne-Marie, you're pretty good. I'm going to give you a vote. And you had a number of those. Then the algorithm at that time, 20 years ago, was like, well, you must be number one because you're getting a lot of confidence, you're getting mm -hmm. a lot of sort of, um, you know, things pointing, fingers pointing to you. And that was an immediate game changer, but also an immediate attraction for those that want to game the system, as in, let's go build spammy links that have no value, ah. but do nothing more than sort of point many, many fingers. So, and that worked for a while. But of course, Google, uh, Google's whole job is to sell AdWords. At the end of the day, that's their business model. They make no money from the search side of things, but they have to have a good set of search results because otherwise people won't use Google mm -hmm. and therefore they can't sell ads. So it's, they're sort of painting themselves in a corner that way. And 
to make that corner very clean, what they've gone done is spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, getting rid of spam links. Mm-hmm. So, so their algorithm over time is basically designed to filter out things that have no content, aren't very good value. And so what we're left with is really a better search environment for everybody. Good for Google, they get to sell good ads, people get good results, so they trust Google's uh, method of working. And so when you do it yourself, uh, the common thing I find is that people still buy links. Mm. They actually go and purchase the links from somebody who allows fingers to be pointed to them, works very temporarily, if at all. And unfortunately, because they're buying the links, as soon as they stop paying for it, those links disappear and you know their business can tank. Mm-hmm. And just <laughs> go to page 100. <laughs> but yes. it also means that uh, Google's, because of the uh, oh, the incredible, and uh, as a programming person from my background, I just salute them how they've done it. The artificial intelligence they've built into the Google system, it's uh, mind-boggling. So, yeah, Google's very aware of where links come from, who's what value they've got. And if you sort of, as I said, keep buying links just to bolster your rankings, then you're going to get bitten by it mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. So a better technique, well, another technique you need to think about as a business owner is how's your website put together? For example, if I walked into a shop, a hardware shop, for example, or a delicatessen, and I literally couldn't find anything because everything was just jumbled, then I wouldn't stay long in that shop. I'd walk out. I'd like to go to a shop, thank you very much. It had a neat, organized, uh, easy-to-understand structure. And a website should be exactly the same process so i use a very simple analogy of chocolate if i have a chocolate website then i'm going to set up a page for white chocolate a page for dark chocolate a page for milk chocolate a page for you know uh, candy chocolate mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, everything under that page supporting it and this is where the links come back into it would be around white chocolate so i wouldn't be mixing up information about white chocolate and dark chocolate in the same page. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Very simple. Absolutely. Very simple, simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you can have your website built along those lines, then Google's going to go, hey, cool, number one, we can analyze this very quickly. And when someone's searching for white chocolate, you're a good candidate to be found. Uh, what else have people done that I've come across? Oh, one small thing. Because we know that Google loves content, putting an article together about white chocolate is awesome. But if you then post that article, and then go back a little bit later, say a month or two later, and add some more information to it, Google actually penalise you for that. And you might find that the article totally disappears. And in fact, your website could drop quite quickly because it is actually testing all the time. Uh, because if you're spamming a site, or sorry, if you're creating unnecessary links and you know dubious value things, then that process, Google's monitoring all the time. So your site will actually disappear. And if you go, oh my goodness me, I've done something, I'll make some more changes to it, it'll just keep it disappeared because it, because, look, you're trying to gain the system, mm. therefore you don't appear. So, so don't the, rewrite links. Don't right, rewrite links. so the links. But mm. if we're wanting to add even more value to the content, mm-hmm. like you wanted to, like maybe a new way of developing white chocolate or how oh, yeah. you can leverage it, Absolutely. that, of course, is going to be fantastic. But what you're talking about is little tips and tricks that you might or techniques that you've heard of yeah. that exactly. Google is going to say, uh-uh, we, we can see what you're doing, we're going to, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, minimise We're going to slap you for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do have a new process of making white chocolate, man, just write a new article. Link it to the white chocolate list. Yeah, Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. the way to do it. And Google's gone, ah, new content. It's fresh. Awesome. (laughs) Let me put in the index and 
show people who are interested in that new technique. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think something that you mentioned there, David, as all of us um, who have providing, you know, great services and great products that really are going to provide value to our customers. If we continue to share great relevant articles that are so beneficial, people love them, they might bookmark them, they'll share them, they may link mm -hmm. to them. Those are all things that are going to, to add value for sure. So what you're saying is any tricks and tips and things that try and beat the system, stay right away from them because they will will penalise you, you will get slapped. So let's talk sure. about some of the things that you say to, to your clients and that you help your clients with that really enables them to, to continue, you know, continually get great links, get great ranking on, on Google. What are the, some of the things that we need to start doing? You need to have a YouTube channel, number one. If you haven't got YouTube linked to your website, then you're wasting a massive opportunity simply because Google owns YouTube. Just, just so, because I'm a technical SEO person mm -hmm. as well, um, understanding how Google sort of does things is important. And because Google has IP, they have to patent it to protect it. So if you look at the, the actual patents that Google produced um, last year, well, let's say early last year, their latest patent was to work around the idea, which is sort of works through the legal language and the way the patent was written. Uh, you want to get close to a trusted source. In effect, the closer you are to the trusted source, the better Google thinks you are. Mm -hmm. So. If you can find yourself connecting to YouTube and Google and YouTube, so they trust YouTube, and you have a, a good channel with videos, not long videos, but short videos perhaps, that your website uses those videos. And of course, you can always use other videos, not just yours. You can link out to other people's. If every page on your website has um, a video, has a graphic, has some good content, as you said, and actually the longer, the better. Around about a thousand words is good. Longer is even better. Uh, that's about two pages of text if you're reading it sort of like eight, four pages. Mm -hmm. If your articles consist of that, then Google's going to sort of go, you know what, you tick a lot of our boxes. And so you'll just simply rank naturally. Part of that, of course, is also, as you mentioned, the social media side of things. All about social media these days. Google is taking a lot of notice of things in the social media space. And you can tell that very easily because uh, people like Facebook <laughs> are charging more for their ads. Mm. So obviously there's money in this process. So yeah. That's why I'd say getting more traction. So yeah, any social media posting you can do that links back to your website is a great thing. There's a whole raft of small tips and techniques in the social media sphere that we can talk about at some point, but I don't think we have time on on this call to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just um, let's just dive into the the YouTube channel. One of the things that I'm going to be doing next year as part of two of my other podcasts, Ambitious Entrepreneur Show Women mm -hmm. in Leadership, is I'm going to be streaming them live while we're recording them onto Facebook. And then I was going to get my team to download that, do a little bit of tweaking, perhaps add an intro and outro video, and then upload it to our YouTube, then embed that into our uh, into our website. So that's kind of the thing that you're talking talking about, isn't it? Google oh, will much, love yes. that, yeah. Yeah, very much. Sorry, Amber, I didn't mean to cut you off. Very much indeed. Uh, and I'd also, you know what I'd do? I'd get that video transcribed as well mm -hmm. and, make, and make sure the transcription is added to the YouTube so Google's got the full words and doesn't have to do it automatic sort of trying to understand you. So that, that's another thing to add to it. But yeah, that's a really good technique. Is uh, I call it the slice and dice technique where you produce some content and then you recycle it throughout your website. Mm. So, so that's one of the uh, techniques I like is to sit down with the business owner and just talk about their business because they're the expert. They know their business more, way more than I'll ever, ever understand it. But by having that conversation like we're doing now, turning into a, a transcript 
and then using parts of it, especially if it's a video that we're doing, I can use that video on their website as as topics to expand. Take a you know, thought and say, okay, well, let's talk about this more or let's write an article about this. And that becomes the organic part of their business uh, website. And again, as I said, with that sort of structuring of it, you get yourself a very powerful website for you know, not a lot of effort. Yes. I think that's what mm. a lot of business owners get stuck on, don't they? Coming up with ideas for content mm. creation, topics and things like that. But once you get – and I think this is where people really need to sit down or sit with people such as yourself to start to brainstorm a list of ideas. And then when you've got kind of some titles and you know that they're going to provide value and uh, you know people are looking for those kind of articles, videos, websites, pod, uh, podcasts for the topic, then you can start to flesh out a bit of the content and then the rest can just uh, – um, yeah, it come yeah. quite quite uh, easily. So, David, we've t- spoken about YouTube. We really need to have YouTube linked to our website. We've said we really need to, if we can, get some great content going with YouTube How and, and video and we can leverage, repurpose and re-leverage. You talked about social media linking back to the to our website too. What other – there are any other things that we need – we can start to do moving forward? Absolutely. The, the biggest thing, uh, call to action, I guess, is to get yourself Google – reviews mm-hmm. now this is a double-edged sword because as a business owner everybody shies away from reviews because they can be bad yes. they can be good and they're bad and the uh, the web doesn't care mm-hmm. so when you're when you're looking at a business or looking at a travel site or a hotel you're going to go to perhaps on a holiday what's the first thing you do you look at the reviews don't you mm-hmm. you'll go to TripAdvisor. you'll go to um well, the other ones but we all like to know what other people think and as a business owner, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. So I have a dashboard system where I can actually get your reviews, or sorry, you, you ask your clients for reviews. But rather than those reviews going straight to the internet and straight to um, your Google, the Google review site, mm-hmm. uh, you can sort of like see them on your dashboard and go, oh, look, this review only got a three-star review, so we'll just like hold that back. We won't post it or it won't get posted. And it gives you a chance to contact the person who put that review in and maybe figure out, you know, why there's only that many stars. So you get to decide what what's the sort of acceptable level. And then you can you know, basically get the review through or maybe they can make a change to it. Mm. Yeah, so that – and I think that uh, today if you don't have reviews on your website, well, number one, um, you're obviously missing a massive opportunity. And number two, if you do search, you've seen the maps that come up. How do you think you get onto those maps? That's right, Google reviews. That's a big part of it. There you go. Mm. Yep. Uh, plus a few other things, which are obviously a little bit more technical, which I, I can spend an hour talking about, but I won't. <laughs> so uh, just think about that. Uh, part, of, part of today's world is that transparency and reviews provide that. Yep, absolutely. I think sometimes, you know, when I, this is the the power of reviews. If I'm searching, well, absolutely a website for a service or a product or so, but particularly on Amazon, you you read the reviews and I will often go to the low star reviews and base my judgment on that. And if I read them and I think, oh, you know, I'm willing to live with that. That's fine. That's not really an issue for me. I'll go ahead and buy the product. And I'm just sharing that because just how powerful those reviews can be. It's interesting that you've got access to be able to check in with that because often 
as you said, one of the best things that you can do is how you respond to um, a, a comment that perhaps a client wasn't quite as happy with the service. Now, if you do spend time and rectify whatever their concern was, they will be your biggest and strongest advocate, even moving forward, because we can't help but share, oh, you know, this is what they did, and I'm just, you know, just love the service and product that they provided because of that. Have you found that to be true as well? 100% true. Uh, I mean, there's always going to be the 1% that go, you know what, I'm never going to see you again. Mm. But the majority will go, look, you try. I had a problem. Yes, I was annoyed at the time. <laughs> I posted the review sort of, but now um, you, you responded and you've tried to help me. And maybe it didn't get resolved, but at least it's that show willingness that, yeah, as you say, gives them gives you the positive light as a business owner yeah. in that customer's eyes. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I will go and tell three people rather than the 10 people they would have told when they had a negative. And so with the reviews, it really, as you're saying, should be part of our process once you've finished mm -hmm. working with a client, obviously create some sort of um, statement or, or request an email to follow up. And then do you link it to how, do you send them then to the link on where they could find you easily on Google or is there another process that you need to be able to do that? Uh, that's exactly right. Now you send them an email, it's got a link in it, they click the link, they put in their review and it'll go to the the, the Google site or the Yelp right. site or the yeah. Yeah, wherever you want that review to appear. But as I said, you've got that sort of quarantine gators world to go through. If you say, yes. hey, I only want reviews of a level three or level four to go through. Otherwise, just hold them back and send me an email saying, hey, someone just put in a three-star review. Would you like to? You better check it out. And here's ah, yeah. yeah. And it's quite, is it, share with me, David, is that quite a streamlined and simple process for our customers to do? And why I ask that, let me just pre-frame that. I recently yeah. had an experience with an online store and I was very, very happy. And they requested, would you be willing to give us a review? And I thought, yeah, fantastic. The hoops and jumps that I needed to do to enable me to do, you know, to leave my review, had I not been 110% happy with the service, I would have just clicked out and gone, no, there's just no way I don't have time. So I'm assuming that some places that get, you know, some services that allow the review collection and so forth can make it really difficult for our clients. But with this Google one, it's very simple. There's no hoops. Yeah, it's, mm. it's literally a link. You click the link, you type in the review, you, you know, it's, it's like a Google review form. Yeah. And uh, when you press submit, it goes through. Yeah, so great. It's a, you know, one stop shop. Excellent. So another yeah. great, great way for really um, boosting our ranking. And of course, uh, third party validation, uh, social proof, is, as we know, is one of the mm -hmm. best things that we need to do to, to boost our credibility. Are there any other things that you suggest we need to start doing so that we can really boost our SEO? What, one of the things I offer on my website is a free web health check. This is an automated check of your website. It, mm -hmm. it allows us to have a conversation. It's not a, a be all and end all, let's put it that way. It's a set of tools that look at the website and go, you know what, this thing's good, this thing's missing. Here's the thing you could think about. Here's where you rank here. You look, not, you don't have any Facebook pages, that sort of stuff. It just does a quick analysis. Yes. But it does start the conversation. It gives you an idea of possibly where you could go with your website to get it optimized. Mm -hmm. And then that also leads into, okay, so what does your business want to do with, with SEO? What's right. your purpose of yeah. even thinking about SEO? It's great to be able to do, do that. Mm, mm. Can, do you want to share that link? And we'll also put a link on the show notes so people can get access oh, to okay, that sure. too. Sure. The link is http colon slash slash canberraexpertseo.com and then a slash free hyphen web hyphen health check. 
But if you just go to my website, Canberra Expert SEO, there will be a link directly on the menu to do that. To be able to do that. And it's good because sometimes we just don't know where to start. We don't know what we don't know. And then being able to go through that, getting a bit of a web health check scan allows us then to be able to see which really are ranking low. And and often it's a really good place to start there so that we go, well, we really need to bolster that because that's pulling down all the other things that might be working um, really well. David, I believe also too that you've got an easy, safe and effective way that teaches people, holds their hands and shares how they can optimise their SEO. Before we go, I really want you to, to, to share how people can find out more about that as well. Well, there's a discovery form on my website and the, the process is uh, I have a checklist that I go through and a lot of this checklist can be done either by the, the owner mm-hmm. or you know, by myself or someone who's got those skills. So part of my process is just saying, look, these are the things that need to be focused on, uh, and there's four main areas. So once you understand what's involved in each area, and it doesn't take long, it's, just, it's again, as you say, you don't know what you don't know. Once it's um, demystified, then it's very easy to understand why those areas matter. Mm. But one of the ones I mentioned before about the chocolate, that's a very simple area to look at. Uh, and once you understand why it's there, it's you know part of that checklist. So I've got quite a few things on the checklist. Again, a bit too much to cover in this show, unfortunately. But if the uh, if people want to go to the discovery form, fill in their details, or even just do the web health check, that will mm. alert me that there's an interest. And I'm more than happy to, to ring them up, talk to them, and give them a 30-minute discussion on that analysis and answer the questions about how they should proceed based on the checklist. Perfect. What I love about um, people such as yourself, David, particularly you're in an industry which consistently changes. Google's always updating. You know, sometimes we look at it quite negatively, but at the end of the day, they're trying to create, well, if we're creating great content on a regular basis, we're really providing value and then that that really will automatically have people link to us if we're able to repurpose and, and leverage and create one piece of content, as you said, the slice and dice into other areas like a webinar that was a video that can then be transcribed all of that we really as you said it's not going to be overwhelming for us because we can get VAs to support us in in that way too but when we do that consistently we'll find that our ranking will continue to increase because of the ongoing value that we provide plus of course you keeping your finger on the pulse as far as the changes are required so that we don't need to we just reach out to people like you know David we need to, to work so that you can keep us up to date with what's what's going on. So, of course, the way to get in contact with you is Canberra Expert SEA, S, let me say that again, Canberra Expert SEO.com. The free web health check is there. Uh, all of the contact details are there as well, and we can reach out and, and have a chat. Thanks so much for coming on the show, David. My pleasure, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it very much. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. Please um, make sure that you reach out to David, CanberraExpertSEO.com for that free web health check. And of course, um, reach out and any questions, I'm sure he's got more than um, wonderful articles and resources there, but certainly is willing to, to have a chat as well. 